Hi, friends. Last time we were together, we talked about the siege of Jerusalem. We talked about this moment when Jerusalem was just about to be destroyed. And it turns out that Jerusalem was destroyed. In 587, before the Common Era, the city was raised almost entirely to the ground. And most importantly to the heart of the people was that the temple was completely destroyed. And when we talk about the temple being destroyed, I think it can be tempting to think of the temple as um, simply a church, as a house of worship, which it certainly was. But the temple was more than that. It was a center for decision making. And it was also a place um, for food distribution. So the sacrificial system that happened at the temple was actually where most meat was butchered and most meat was slaughtered and distributed. Uh, so when we talk about the temple, we're talking about an economy, an economy that weaves together worship, political decision-making, and the very stuff, the basics needed for life, food and sustenance. So when this gets destroyed, we're talking about the foundation of a society getting destroyed, the heart and the center of a society getting destroyed. And there were 20 years where the temple simply laid there in ruins. And the book of Ezra tells us about how the temple got rebuilt. So when we read stories in the New Testament about Jesus engaging at the temple, Jesus was actually engaging in this second temple, this rebuilt temple. And Ezra tells us the story about how the temple was rebuilt. Now, when we say that Ezra is a story about rebuilding, it's actually a story about all the things that get in the way of rebuilding. More than it says anything about the vision or the laying of the foundation, it tells about how all of the people who had moved into town in those last 20 years while the, the temple laid in ruins really did not want to see the thing go back up. It tells about the way that folks who had come to power in those 20 years had vested interest in a new temple, a new economy not being built. Hilariously, it gives us actual transcripts of the letters that some of these folks wrote to say why and how this thing should not get built and a little bit of sneaky undermining, some lying, a little bit of twisting of the truth to make it seem like it was a poor decision to let these folks rebuild their economy. So Ezra is a book about facing opposition when you feel called to the work of rebuilding institutions. And one of the things I want us to hear today from Ezra 3.3 is that we're told that it's despite their fear of the peoples around them that they built the altar on its foundation and sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord both morning and evening. And then we go just a few more verses down and they tell us not just details about what worship should look like, what the sacrifices should look like, but I love this in Ezra 3, 7, we go straight in from details about worship to being told that they give money to the masons and the carpenters and they gave food and drink and oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre so that they could bring cedar logs from Lebanon to Joppa as authorized by Cyrus, the king of Persia. And then it tells us about the worship that they did. When we hear about the way the second temple was rebuilt on a new foundation, it's a building process that cares for workers 
and is bathed in worship. It's a building process that is attentive to the details of who needs food and when and how in order to get their jobs done. And the final thing that I want us to hear from Ezra 3, as we start to think about what it means to go back and do the hard work of building new economies, of rebuilding foundations for a future, is this last piece from Ezra chapter three. We're told that when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with their trumpets and the Levites with their symbols, they all took their place to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, King of Israel. And with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, our Lord is good, his love endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the Lord's house had been laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who'd seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. And no one could distinguish the sounds of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard from far away. Sometimes the work of building a new economy means acknowledging when things don't look as grand as they used to. Sometimes redistributing wealth means that some who were used to having a lot still have plenty, but have a little less. And the Bible honors that that is something to be sad about, that that is a loss, that if profit margins are not what you expected them to be or what you are used to them being, that if the work of institution building in a new way feels strange or different, that it's okay to acknowledge the losses of that that it's okay to bring that into the work, that it's okay to bring those losses and those tears and those frustrations and those fears right into the process alongside the shouts of joy about the new thing being built. Each of you has joined this workshop because you are committed to being people who rebuild who lay new foundations, what a call. And I just commend you and send you with my blessing and my encouragement to let your fears stand alongside the very real opposition, stand alongside the true losses of when things do not look the way they used to look, stand alongside the shouts of joy at the new thing to which you are being called.